avid listeners. Thanks again for tuning in to Sin's Workshop. Hope you're all having a wonderful day. All right, so today we're going to be talking about The Queen's Assassin by Melissa De La Cruz. Let me start by saying I'm a huge fan of De La Cruz's work. I loved her Blue Blood series. I liked her Witches of East End series. Um, I wasn't in love with it. Uh, I didn't finish it, unfortunately. But I liked what I was able to read. It just wasn't on the same level for me as the Blue Bloods was because I thought Blue Bloods, you know, it was very unique. So I like Angela Cruz's writing. So I expected to love this novel. Unfortunately, I didn't love it. Um, I liked it, but I didn't love it. Uh, my biggest issue, I think, with this novel is the storytelling in a way um it was very predictable uh i think as a young adult fantasy you're following two characters you're following caledon you're following shadow the story does switch off between their perspectives and shadow is you know she was raised in the glade by her aunts and um she wants nothing more than to join the guild. In fact, she wants nothing more than to be like Caledon, you know, the queen's assassin. That is what she wants to be. She doesn't want to be part of the royal court like her mother wants her to. So, I like that about her. I respect it. But there are a lot of fantasy tropes that I think Dela Cruz does throw into the story. But she doesn't reinvent them. And that's the problem I have with the story. There's not a lot of reinventing going on here, you know, and again, she reinvented her own way to do vampires with the Blue Blood series, so I expected more imagination from her. You know, you have Shadow, again, this girl who doesn't want to be just a royal girl, she wants to be a warrior, and then you have Caledon, the Queen's assassin. He's a very stoic character, and there are points in the story where he lacks characterization. Now, their relationship, their journey to go to the rival kingdom to find these scrolls, because Caledon, his father swore a blood oath to the queen, uh, can never be broken. So pretty much as long as his line is alive, the next person in line, and you know, if he were to die, they would be bound to the queen to be their assassin. And they have to find these scrolls. Like, the queen has determined these scrolls need to be found so that we can make magic available to everyone. It's not a bad idea. You kind of respect the queen in that aspect, but I also do think it's very selfish of her. Like, you took away this man's choice, you know. You took away his son's choice. You've pretty much taken away the choice of this family if they want to do something. So in that respect, I'm not quite fond of the queen. Is she a good ruler? Yes. Was this a hard choice she probably had to make? Probably. I don't approve of it, and I do think it is very selfish of her. You get to see that a lot through Caledon's perspective. And that's... Those are the moments where Caledon does shine as a character. Because he is delving into this unfairness. It's like, you don't know what unfair is. Like, I tried to run away. I tried to be something else because I didn't want to be this. 
and this blood oath my father swore to the queen forced me back. So it's very sad. It's it's very disheartening. And those are the points in the story where they really you really do get to see his emotion. You really do get to see him shine. You really do get to see him come to life as a character. Overall, though, um, they just don't shine as much as I would hope they would, you know. Shadow and Caledon, they don't, they didn't wow me. They just felt like, and this hurts me to say because, again, I am a fan of Dela Cruz's work. They just felt like generic fantasy characters to me, and I feel like that's a little harsh um, to say. I feel like I've been very harsh this week with my reviews. Um, I guess that's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. Sometimes you like a book, and sometimes you don't. Um, but I did like it, you know. It, it did... I did finish the book, so that says something. Um, I did like how the story developed, even though it was super predictable. That plot twist at the end, it was so predictable I saw it coming from chapter one to the point where I'm just trying to remember, like, are we sure she didn't mention her lineage in chapter one? I saw it coming a mile away. It was super predictable. It was kind of just not out of nowhere you know it's just like oh yeah i saw that coming a mile away even throughout the story i'm like wait for dude wait till you find out her lineage so i'm like i I was so certain she mentioned her lineage early on i'm so certain that she did but she didn't (laughs) um because it's supposed to be this big plot twist this big reveal yeah it was It certainly did not catch me off guard, like I said. Um, and that's just kind of this where the story went. And then you have the romance between the two characters. I don't think it worked. I think the friendship between the two characters worked. This building up a friendship because Shadow's just like, she lies, pretty much. She lies about pretty much everything to Caledon. Um, she breaks him out of prison. She runs away from home, breaks him out of prison so that she doesn't have to be part of the royal court um, and so that she can be his apprentice, fakes a seal and says, yeah, I was sent here, this is my first test to break you out of prison, so come on, let's carry on with your quest. And he's just like so desperate to get out of prison, he's like thinking, I hope the queen hasn't forgotten me, he's like, okay, fine, let's do this. (laughs) And later on, he does figure out, he's like, yeah, I should have known better. Like, yeah, Caledon, you should have known better. You knew it was a fake. You knew it was a, a forgery. You knew she was lying. And you still kind of fell for it. And then he wants to be mad at her for lying. Again, early on, you as the reader know that he knows she's lying. And so I just think it's unfair of him to be super mad at him. I, a little anger is acceptable. A little anger is acceptable. Him just completely ignoring her... I think that's a little too far because again he knew she was lying it's not like it came out of thin air for him he knew she was lying now that big reveal to end he didn't see that coming well no there are hints that he he 
there are sentences where he does say, she reminds me of dot dot dot, never finishes the thought, never finishes the sentence. So in the back of his head, he's aware of her lineage. He knows who she is, but he doesn't. At the same time, <laughs> I guess he's just not allowing himself to see the truth. And that's pretty much Caledon's biggest issue. He doesn't want to see the truth, so he doesn't see the truth. He blinds himself, and then he wants to be angry at other people. That's kind of unflattering for him. It is realistic, I will say this. You know, there are people like that, but it is still an unflattering take on his characterization. And again, it doesn't help with that romantic uh, bond form forming between the characters. That romantic bond, again, it felt like such a stretch. Like the like Dela Cruz decided, you know what, I'm going to make these two romantic interests midway through the story. So there's a shift between them. And I'm just like, uh, I'm not feeling it. You know, I'm not feeling that romance. I'm not feeling that passion. Uh, it felt like it came out of nowhere. And it wasn't very believable to me. So I don't think it worked. I do liked the camaraderie between them as French as friends, but that was about all I liked because again, it just didn't work for me. This this romance it didn't work. So overall, um, I'd have to give the Queen's Assassin three out of five stars. Again, it just doesn't seem. It's not as memorable to me as her Blue Blood series. It's, I feel like it is full of a lot of young adult fantasy tropes. It is incredibly predictable at the end. I was very disappointed by that. So I don't think it's very memorable. I am, I did just start reading uh, The Queen's Secret because I do want to see where the story is going to go. And I'm hoping that the story will improve a little bit. You know, I think a lot of the kinks hopefully got worked out in this novel. And I'm hoping that she goes back to her roots and reinvents. Because I think that that's where Dela Cruz is great when she kind of reinvents fairy tales or reinvents a mythology. Or being reinvents what it means to be a vampire, like with her Blue Blood series. I know I keep referencing that series, but that series was, I love it. It's right here in my bookcase. I'm staring right at it. <laughs> the entire series. So, I think I'm just holding her up to those standards. And I don't think that's unfair. Because when you're a writer, your writing is supposed to improve the more you do it. Um, but maybe she just... I don't know. I don't know. It just didn't wow me as much. And I wish it had because I was really looking forward to reading this book. But it wasn't poorly written. You know, it just has a lot of cliche, cliche tropes in the story. It, it does have a lot of predictability. Nothing stood out to me. Nothing wowed me. But, you know, I do like the characterization for Shadow. Um, for Caledon, it takes him getting used to because there are times where he just feels like nothing, um, where he doesn't have any personality. But those high tension moments where he's like dealing with his feelings, that's where you really get to see him shine. And those are the parts of the story that I really liked, especially his dynamic with Shadow. Again, that camaraderie, that friendship that forms between them, I like that development. I really do think 
those instances give them both life. But overall, it just lacked a wow factor. It, it lacked something that stood out for me, unfortunately. So, once again, The Queen's Assassin by Melissa de la Cruz. Give it three out of five stars. Uh, if you want to go ahead and purchase the book, please purchase from your local bookseller. If money's tight or if you're unsure if you want to purchase the book, please check it out from your local library. Libraries are a great resource for the community and definitely deserve all the support you, they can get. And on that note, I hope you all will continue to support me by liking this podcast, sharing it with all your book-loving friends, and supporting me on Anchor. There, you can support me for a dollar a month. Um, there is information in the description. Hope you all have a great rest of your day, and as always, happy reading. Mm-hmm.